Hello and welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am your host, Precious D, and today I have three special guests. My sister Lita. Hello. My my mother Patricia. Hello. And, and my father Gerald. Hello. And we're going to be discussing Scream from 1996. It is in color and 111 minutes long, directed by Wes Craven and written by Kevin Williamson. What do you guys think about this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like it. I generally do not like slasher films, but I like how it twists the genre and uh, satirizes the genre. Overall, I generally really like the franchise um, as a whole. a lot to unpack though and uh, mom you don't normally watch these kind of horror movies at all do you i usually don't like slasher movies at all i'm assuming most maybe i'm assuming incorrectly are more realistic than this one but since this one was don't know what to call it exactly almost a parody it's a postmodern deconstruction of the teen slasher movie uh, sure. Oh, it seemed like it was almost mocking them, so it didn't. And also seeing it at home in my safe bedroom, as opposed to it might have creeped me out in a big screen dark movie theater, was rather enjoyable in this context. And what about you, Cherry? What did you think? I thought it was uh, very original, very different. And uh, I did get some clues in there that... Uh, as to who the killer might be, and I think it had to do with a haircut. The uh, <laughs> haircut. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, because uh, he was not neatly uh, coiffured. We might say his uh, hair was straggling, and uh, I mean, he would have just taken off the mask. <laughs> so you just suspected the scruffy guy? Is that it? <laughs> that, that's it. The scruffy guy. I think they were trying to give us a hint. <laughs> Sweeping okay. generalizations and assumptions based on appearance. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the the death. It would be practical the, though if he had just taken the mask off, that his hair would be messy. That could okay. make sense. Well, there's two of there's two of them, of course, and there's a somebody on YouTube who's done a breakdown of who he believes the killer is in each of the scenes. Because... Oh, that's interesting, because I wanted to track that. In all of them, oh. I feel like it seems, even with two killers, there are times that things seem impossible. Um, so that's interesting. I might <laughs> check that out, because I'd like to track uh, how so-and-so can be in which place at each time. Yeah. Well, I'll give him a plug. It's Zach Cherry. Okay. And he's on YouTube. And he has one video where he just breaks down that opening scene. And shows who's, you know, who's at what door and what window and uh, Stu's dragging the football player's body over to the back porch and all of that kind of stuff. But then he breaks down uh, each uh, killing scene with who is probably doing what at what time based on timing, position, and also style. Because we know who's who in the last scene, 
we can see a little bit of their style, their technique, like how Billy tries to choke somebody before he stabs them and how Stu uses both hands and Billy just uses one hand and things like that. And also Uh, there's quite a bit of height difference between the two, I think. I was just going to say that. It feels like, though... There was always like a stand-in in the costume. Or do yeah, we I think in actors? I think in re I think in reality it's the same stunt man in every right. scene. So there's not the height right. disparity that we should see if it was actually right. the, the two actors doing it the right. whole time. Or or Skeet is wearing. <laughs> yes, Skeet might be wearing Frankenstein boots. Uh, the budget was fourteen to fifteen million. Uh, gonna have to talk to somebody in the accounting department there. It should be a little more precise. <laughs> right. And the the box office was 173 million. That's and the death count, rate. yeah, the death count is seven. That is including the two killers at the end getting killed. It's mm. actually um, pretty the, low. It's it's not that high, but the original Halloween, as I pointed out many times before, only had three. Mm. So. Okay. Compared to that, it's pretty high, but compared to the later movies in the series, it's fairly low. It's uh, 10, 10, and 14 in the other movies. Oh, you just gave that one away. <laughs> I didn't say one. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask, all your listeners know spoilers all over the place, right? Nobody's listening to this who hasn't seen the movies. Have if they are, they're dum-dums. I put out spoiler alerts for the movies that came out this year. Anything that came out 25 years ago, you're on your own. Okay. Now, I, I I haven't said what I thought yet. I love this movie. I love all four of them. I love everybody that's in them. I watch them at least once a year. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the new one. If Nev Campbell dies in the new one, I will have a fit. Mm-hmm. Is, is there talk very... that she may? I mean, if she was well, going to, it would have happened. I mean, she's she's in it. Courtney Cox is in it. David Arquette's in it. The yeah. deputy from the fourth one is in it, and then there's a bunch of new young kids. Well, which which one is which one is Nev Campbell? Is that Sydney? Yes, that's Sydney. That's the lead. If oh. any of the three, if any of the three don't make it, I'll be pretty upset. But especially yeah. if Sydney doesn't yeah. make it, I will. Oh, I will I'm, riot. I'm fine if the reporter doesn't make it. <laughs> Can you say that she's great? Oh my goodness! I'd like to see. I'd like to see her go down in the last one. I was very, very sad about the cameraman. Did not oh, expect. Yeah. It. Oh my yeah. God! They killed Kenny. Oh, it is Kenny. You mean like? Yes, uh, are you comparing like to South Park? Yes, no, they, they killed I couldn't Kenny. believe that one. And Henry Winkler. I thought he yep. was going to yep. stay in the whole thing and be the one that solved it. Thought he'd work with the police and because he knew the kids and all that he would be the big solver. And I was stunned at his death. <laughs> As a child, I was a huge Henry Winkler Happy Days fan. So mm-hmm. I thought it was just great to see him in a big movie like this, playing a very different so, kind of character. So one of his yes. first adult movies? Uh, not playing, playing Fonzie oh. anymore. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but he his movie career has not been as big as it ought to be. Although I think he's probably done a lot behind the camera that we don't see. He writes children's um, books. <laughs> that too. I did, reckon, I did not recognize Drew Barrymore at the beginning. Well, she does have a very distinctive haircut that is not 
her normal haircut. Uh, it didn't look and, like her, and I didn't expect to see Drew Barrymore. And then when I read it in the credits partway through the movie, I was like, what? They killed off Drew Barrymore that early? So that so was that kind was of a big, a big deal. Early. That was part yeah, of their whole subverting expectations. Her, I just watched a video about casting. I want to say that, yeah, one of my favorite things about all of the movies is the casting. Um, the casting directors deserve their own awards for it because yeah. and, and the casting is excellent. And um, we'll talk more about that and other things uh, in the other series. But yeah, I read uh, or watched a video uh, about the casting and other actors that were considered for the roles and stuff. And especially in the first one, there was kind of a lot of uh, switcheroo. And at one point, initially, Drew Barrymore was going to be Sydney. Then supposedly, according to lore, she was the one who said, no, I want to get killed off first because no one will expect that. Uh, and it'll be a, a good twist. I've heard that. I've also heard that she had some kind of conflict come up and then not that these are mutually exclusive, but that she was maybe not going to be able to do it. And then was like, Hey, how about if I get killed in the beginning, which I think ended up being the right decision. Right. Cause I think Nev Campbell is the perfect casting for Sydney. Yes. Um, and just killing the big name star off in, in the beginning. Yeah. It was great. It just right off the bat. It tells the audience, watch out. We don't know what we're in for. <laughs> yeah. Anyone is up for grab or stab. <laughs> and she is really good in that scene. Yeah. Great yeah. Scene. And I feel like it was her resurgence. It was uh resurgence for Henry Winkler. You know, it was. Um... Well, it revitalized the whole genre. And there's yeah. clear, clearly in style. There is a pre-scream and post-scream era of teen slasher movies. Yeah. Things like uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer following Scream. This had, uh, or is about to have, four sequels. It also had a TV series on MTV that had three seasons and a TV movie. It is not directly connected plot-wise, just sort of thematically. In fact, they gave the killer a different mask. The first two seasons of the TV movie are all connected. But then the third season is starting over with a new group and they go back to the ghost faced mask in that one. But the first two seasons, it's a, it's a different mask, but it sort of reminds you of ghost face mask. And I think there's still a robe and a hood. It's okay. I never watched the series. Is it any good? It's, I think it's on Netflix. It's all right. If you like Scream, you'll probably like it. And I like some of the people in it. So the cast, we didn't mention a lot of the cast. Courtney Cox, of course, who was huge at the time. She's right in the middle of Friends and looking for things that were different than Friends mm -hmm. to be in. David Arquette, part of a big acting family. Love Arquette. Who was Love actually David. originally considered for uh, Billy, but he wanted to, oh. he preferred <laughs> Dewey, which would have been a weird, like, that would not have been a good Billy at all, but he's the perfect Dewey. Yeah. Yes, yes perfect, Dewey. perfect Dewey. Perfect Dewey. Perfect Dewey. And Matthew Lillard being brilliant. Gable yes. and I went on for two episodes about how great Matthew Lillard is 
as Shaggy. He's a really amazing actor. I really enjoy yeah. everything that I see him in. He's always uh, surprising. And, and Rose McGowan and uh, Skeet Ulrich, who had previously appeared with Nev Campbell in The Craft. What did he play in this? He, he, was, he Billy. was Billy. The oh. uh, Johnny Depp lookalike, who was yes. basically cast because he looks like Johnny Depp, who was in Nightmare yeah. on oh. Elm Street. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think he did. So no Johnny well, he Depp. Looks like baby Johnny, young Johnny Depp, teen. Yeah. Depp, yes. yeah. So Johnny Depp was in Nightmare on Elm Street, which Wes Craven also directed way back when. Oh, that was his first really, his first really big thing. So Wes may have wanted a Johnny Depp type to play that part, which he got. I saw Skeet in a one of the twenty different Escape Room movies recently. It was a little sad. He needs a better agent. Oh. This movie also has a Chekhov's doorknob. What? Chekhov's what? Chekhov's doorknob, which is okay. It's a movie no. phrase, theater no. phrase. Chekhov's gun is a theater phrase and a writing phrase. If you show yeah. a loaded gun in the beginning of the movie, some oh, uh, beginning of the yeah. show, somebody's got to use it by it, the end. It, it, so we get the yeah. Chekhov's doorknob of the way her closet door and her bedroom door. Oh. Yeah. Link up that the doorknob yeah. Yeah. of the one will stop the other from opening. So that's right. set up early on and then pays off later in the when she uses it to, yeah. Yeah. to keep the killer out. Yeah. So and, do you guys find yourself screaming at the screen at all? No. Trying to wonder what to do and what not to do? Like, don't go this up the stairs. Exactly. I was going to say that. Exactly. Never run up the stairs. Why they're... do they always run upstairs? Run outside. Get well, away. They, they established that whoever it was that was talking about the rules. Someone Nev said says it. She doesn't, Nev says that she doesn't like those movies because the dumb blondes run upstairs oh, when they should be running outside. And, and then she so ends she up having did. to do that. She ran up the stairs and I kept screaming, right, don't but, run up the stairs. But we see why she has to do that because she gets cut off. She can't go out the front. Well, uh, there, there are plenty of opportunities throughout all four films where people are running <laughs> up the stairs. And I think Nev does it in every film. Um, uh -huh. At least somebody does. Uh, but <laughs> Is that her Tom Cruise thing? Tom Cruise likes to run in his movies. Uh, Nev wants to run upstairs in her. I don't know. But yes, there's every film has multiple instances of people running up the stairs when they could be running somewhere else entirely but now one thing i uh one of the many things i like about this movie is how instead of being an unstoppable killing machine ghostface is a clumsy doofus right and in all yes. of them he's he remains no matter who it's actually is under the mask he is a clumsy doofus and it's amazing that he's able to kill anybody right i do appreciate one thing that i really do like about all of them is that it is a human with a motive. Yeah. I hate films with villains who are simply evil or monstrous for no apparent reason and right. just like to slash because cuz. Um so there's always a motive. And of course there's always the goofy reveal of the motive and who it is and you know sometimes they're better than others but there's always a reason and and I appreciate that in the writing. Yeah. Now, the first Friday the 13th does have a human with a motive. It's a crazy motive, but that quickly, <laughs> quickly stops. Once Jason becomes the actual killer, he just becomes an evil killing machine yeah. who just does it just to do it. Yeah. For no Didn't other this reason. one discuss that at one point and say 
You're looking for a motive and there isn't a motive. They claim that they are post motive, that they are, you know, post millennial. They or say they don't they have pre pre millennial, but they, they say it's the nineties and motives are passe, but they do have a motive. Yeah. Well, okay. I think that's in I reference just... to all the others that don't, all the other yeah. films that they're parodying that do not have a motive. Mm -hmm. Another great thing about this movie is the soundtrack. Mm. The uh, the cover of Don't Fear the Reaper by Gus is uh, well used, but also Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. It becomes so associated with this movie that in the third one, they have him write new lyrics that are exclusive to the movie. When is it used? I actually mm. didn't really notice the music much, which I always think is a good thing. If music kind of overtakes, sometimes it's distracting. It's... It's when the town is closing up, all the shops are closing up because of the curfew, and Dewey and Sydney and Tatum are going to the police office. But then it's used again in the second and third. Okay. But not in the fourth. And very much in the second movie when you're like, oh, okay, here we go. This is, you know, oh, things are about to get really bad again. There's yeah. that music. Yeah. Uh, they, it's now being used as the theme song to Peaky Blinders. So, any any other key elements or moments anybody wants to cover? Well, how about at the um, beginning when she was on the phone too long? Why didn't she just hang up and call the police? I yelled at her about that too. Hang up the phone and call the police. Who drew? She spent way too much time being scared of the guy on the phone. Don't she may just found it hard to believe that this threat was real. She was getting scared. Until it was, until it was too late. Well, I yelled at her. She didn't pay attention. <laughs> no, she didn't hear you. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about um, Jamie Kennedy at all? Like... No, no. He's great, too. Yeah. Who's Jamie Kennedy? Who did he play? Randy. Randy. Oh. The okay. nerd. Enjoyed him a lot. Um, yeah. Oh, I did want to mention something about Randy. Do you think that Sydney liked Randy a, a little bit? Just as a friend, uh, you mean know, romantically? So here's the thing that makes me think that that was a possibility. When she's talking to the killer on the phone and she thinks it's Randy, she gets kind of flirty with him. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like, I like what you're doing with your voice. It's sexy. And she just, and just the fact that she thinks it's Randy and is willing to keep chatting with him. Yeah, and she just seems very friendly and very flirty with him. This it doesn't follow through in later movies, but I think that's partly because of the experience they've been through changed their relationship. They're still close, but she doesn't ever end up seeing thinking of him romantically. But I think maybe in the first movie, he could have theoretically had a shot. I think but he could in have the had second a second movie. Isn't he trying to in the second movie? Yes. Or oh no, he's still he, he's still absolutely in love with her in the second one. But um, yes, she's found somebody else. I think there's a lot to be said about a lack of uh, nudity and sex and whatnot. Like mm -hmm. it is a very uh, PG thirteen in that department. It's an yeah. R rated movie, I'm assuming, because of the violence. But you know, she has that that line. In the first one about would you settle for a PG-13 relationship, right. but then she eventually gives in. But yeah, we don't even really see their... Yeah. Well, she even really when she flashes, they, we don't see it. Yeah, and they subvert two tropes in that same moment at the end of the movie. 
yeah. one they've they've talked about how you got to be a virgin to survive right and then she loses her virginity and two the guys downstairs watching the other movie are yelling about oh here comes the gratuitous boob shot and then we go back upstairs and are about to get that but then the camera moves behind billy yeah. so that we don't get a gratuitous boob shot so it's like yeah. uh, uh wes is teasing us he's like ah ah no 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 boobs for you settle down yeah it's interesting well, and surprising it, that there's not any what you brought I, it up because you like you like the idea that they didn't do that yes no i respect it a lot um and i i find I like it really surprising there was a time when there, it did seem like it was an obligatory uh, oh. nudity in this type of movie. In fact, one of the, I think it was the Friday the 13th director was like, gotta have every 20 minutes, you gotta have some nudity and you gotta have somebody get killed. But over time, that has gone away. And it seems like mainstream movies in general have a lot less nudity than they did in the 70s and 80s. That Any of that have to do with actresses speaking up and saying, I don't want to do that. It's not important to the story and take off my clothes. Well, the most interesting too. aspect about this, which I want to talk about more when we get to uh, Scream 3, but what I just didn't even realize until I saw the credits is that this was a Weinstein Brothers production, and they <laughs> produced yeah. all of them. Yeah. And I saw that surprising, when I huh? It was Rose, yes, when I realized it was Rose McGowan and that this was a Weinstein production... I was like, oh my God, this is real horror in a weird way. What was actually going on uh, behind the scenes? Um, I lost my point. But there's there's something to be said for uh, just respecting. I don't know. I don't know if the actresses had any say whatsoever. But Wes Craven and the writer at least had some respect for. I mean, uh, in general, as far as. And in general, as far as trends movies these days, have women start speaking, these days, it's not important to the story. Yes. I really don't want to do it. Yes, but in 1996, they had no, they did not have the power to make those demands that they would have today. Not being but I out think there, there's you, also, there's a protest sort of thing going on now. Now, women are, now, now. It should not be obligatory in every movie to do that. Right, exactly. yeah. Many actresses have a no nude clause, and um, some of them, like, uh, what's her name? You got to give her two million to do it. Kind of back uh, to Christy and um, Sydney. There's also something to be said about that with Sydney's relationships, she's always in danger, and she's kind of maybe she and Randy could have had a nice, happy relationship. There's it's like love or romance is as much of a threat to Sydney as the killer is. There's there's some interesting commentary there. I hope in the next movie, a new one to come out, that she maybe has found some some love in her life because well, without getting without getting too far ahead, uh, it looked like they were giving her that at the end of one movie and then. By the next yeah. movie, that guy it's, was gone. Right. Mind you, it had been 10 years, so who knows right. what happened yeah. off camera. Uh, well, I think that'll do it for this movie. Well, wait a second. Yeah. Yes. Three of us tend to hog things. We should ask uh, our other participant here if he had anything to contribute. He's not one to just yes. jump in. <laughs> do you have anything to contribute? No, I think you, you guys covered 
just about everything you I You never said if you liked it. Did you really like I, it? I did like it. I thought it was better than uh, I expected. <laughs> uh, that is the last thing we have to do. Uh, we have to give the movie a rating. We almost oh, left right. without giving it a rating. Okay. One to five Halloween pumpkin scale. Can you do halves? Can I do four and a half? You can, yes. It has to be totally excellent for me to give five. It's not quite a five. Okay. Lisa, what, what do you give it? Um, tell me the uh, the rankings again. Oh, oh, yeah. One is I hated it. Two is I didn't like it. Three is it was okay. Four, I liked it. And five, I loved it. Um, yeah. I'll say four and a half as well. I give it a five, full five pumpkins for me. <laughs> One of my favorites to those of you who think I hate everything. These four, <laughs> these four movies are four things I do not hate. Wow. Amazing. I thought, so there, we can were add... I thought there were five. There's going to be five, but we haven't seen the fifth one yet. Oh. This one comes out. In... No, no, it comes out, comes out in January. So what maybe we'll... Doing? Maybe we'll come back for a special episode after the fifth one comes out. Okay, everybody, thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with Scream 2. So for now, we will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go.